Welcome to Our Law, Our Take, a podcast brought to you by the Arkansas Trial Lawyers Association, where we break down issues from the courts to the General Assembly that matter to you, whether you realize it or not. I'm Katie Clifford. And I'm Stephanie Malone. Let's get started. On today's episode, we sit down with two ATLA board members. At the time of this recording, Carter Stein was serving as ATLA president, and then Jeff Preby also joins us, and he's an ATLA board member. Both are located here in Little Rock, and we asked them about the Claims Commission process. Both of them have taken multiple cases before the Claims Commission, and they're really knowledgeable on how this works. Yeah, this was a, a great informative um, episode because, again, there are a lot of everyday Arkansans that you know, need a remedy and have to go before the Claims Commission and don't exactly know what or how to do On today's episode of Our Law, Our Take, we have Carter Sign with McMath Woods, who is currently the president of the Arkansas Trial Lawyers Association, and Jeff Preby with Rainwater Holt and Sexton, who is a board member of the Arkansas Trial Lawyers Association. Thank you both for being with us today. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks, Steph. Look forward to it. Yes. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourselves and what you practice and, and your involvement with ATLA? Yeah. So this is Carter. I've uh, been an ATLA member for... Uh, over 15 years again like steph said i'm uh, currently the president and uh yeah just, it's a great organization I, I learned a lot received a lot of mentorship coming up and so hopefully today i can get back a little bit yes this is jeff and i've been a member for of atla for a long time been a board member for for many many years and uh, honored to be on the board with carter being the president it's been uh, he's, he's been a good president even though we just have a little time left with him but uh Boys support this organization and this claims commission process, you know, a little bit about that. I, I have in my legal career, I've been, I've defended state agencies at the commission and I've been able to uh, <coughs> help plaintiffs with some claims at the commission to take them all the way through. So, And Katie, why don't you go ahead and tell us exactly what the claims commission is? Sure. So directly from the website, the claims review committee is a subcommittee of joint budget. It presides over all claims against the state over which the Arkansas State Claims Commission has jurisdiction, including monetary awards for damage or injury exceeding $15,000 and claims decisions rendered by the State Claims Commission appealed by either or both parties. The committee reviews each claim and determines whether the claim shall be approved, reversed, amended, remanded for further review, or remanded for a hearing. The disposition of each claim is reported to the Arkansas Legislative Council or Joint Budget Committee. Those claims approved for payment are referred to the Joint Budget Committee to be included in a special claims bill for presentation to the General Assembly for subsequent approval and payment. Thank you. So let's start off, start off with our first question as to why is the Claims Commission important? Well, under the Arkansas Constitution, the state of Arkansas can't be sued for, for negligence. And so in 1949, the state of Arkansas put together what's called an administrative agency called the Claims Commission. So that if you get hit in your car by a, a state trooper or a state employee, or if there's negligence, if you're, the, if you're the victim of negligence by a state employee or state agency, you can go to this administrative body, you can present your claim. And if you can, you know, five people, there's five commissioners, and they get to decide whether or not you're successful. And if you are successful, they get to uh, award you money. And so it's a good, it's an administrative agency that, that the state has done, I think is, is a good agency so that they can address when, when people are wrong. 
And those are governor appointed or the claims commission, they're governor appoint appointees, correct? Correct. Okay. So, so it really, it's, it's reflective of whichever party holds the current uh, gubernatorial office, maybe possibly. Yeah, they're, they're two, uh, they're five year terms. Uh, there's five commissioners. Uh, there's three lawyers. Uh, there has to be at least two lawyers on each panel. Um, and yes, but yeah, it's reflective of whoever's holding so explain the process of how you go before the claims commission and if you if you do go before and they deny your claim what's the next step yeah so i'm going to answer that question in just a second i'm going to back up and just add on uh, to a little bit about what jeff said so i think it's important to remember that like the state of arkansas has sovereign immunity right and so that's why the claims commission was created so you can't sue the state in circuit court you can't sue a state employee who's acting uh, or acting under his employment gotta do all that for the claims commission so if uh take jeff's example if you get hit by a state trooper and uh, you want to file a claim uh it is different than what you would do in circuit court there's actually a claims complaint form that you have to fill out right so it's a very specific form that you have to fill out um there's also some you know different attachments that you have to have with that so uh Catherine irby is the state uh, claims commission director she's great to work with her staff are great to work with uh, but if you go to their website you can get all of those forms and kind of walk through the process of how you actually file the claim with the claims commission yeah and that's right carter and, and that's a great explanation and it's it's a lot like court you have to file a complaint you have to set forth what happened uh, and how you've been damaged whether it be personal damage property damage uh, and then once you file it at the commission it meets the it meets their requirements then uh, the state agency is represented by a lawyer typically someone from the attorney general's <laughs> office uh, there's a discovery process kind of like court you know you exchange papers and and maybe maybe even have a deposition or two and then you know within 6 12 18 months you'll actually have a hearing you can put on your evidence uh you know your witnesses your damages and you know your medical bills your property damage and then the commission gets to make a decision. I'm going to jump back in here. Jeff said, uh, put on your evidence. That's one thing that I think is, is very important for, for folks appearing before the commissioners. Is, uh, the trial itself is a little different, right? It's not as, it's not as structured. Uh, you know, I think the rules of evidence apply, I'm going to say loosely. Uh, and so you, you know, you could, you have a little bit more leeway. Um, but again, two out of those three commissioners are going to be lawyers. They're going to expect you to present it in a pretty lawyerly uh, fashion. Do you have to be an attorney to go before, or do you have to have representation, or can the everyday Arkansan go before, uh, representing themselves? <clears throat> yeah, every, yes, to answer your question, Stephanie. Yes, an everyday Arkansan, you don't have to have a lawyer. Um, however, the other side's going to have a lawyer. And I think it's always better to have someone so that you know what the rules are, you know what the process is. Uh, to help you kind of guide you through that process because it's, it's it's tedious and i mean we've not even talked about it yet but no matter what happens at the claims commission there's an appeal process that it has to go through at least two or three uh, hearings at the legislature and so even even after the claims commission makes a decision you're still that's only you're only part way through the process so I, yes to answer your question i think it's best to have someone but no you don't it's not a, it's not a requirement how would someone go about finding or knowing that process it, let's say if I've been hit or I've been wronged by a state employee, I got hit by someone from RDOT. So how would I know to, does, do, 
if I go to the claims commission website, is there a process that tells me you need an, you need representation or how does one know that? Or, I mean, you both have had cases before that. How did you, did you know, how did your clients know, or did you inform them or how does that work? Yeah. So I think there's a couple different ways, right? So let's say you have a, a car crash with uh, RDOT. They're going to probably tell you, Hey, you know, you're going to need to, if you're going to pursue this, you need to submit a claim to us. And, and if they deny it, then they're going to tell you to follow up with the claims commission, right? So usually those state agencies are pretty good about directing Arkansans to the claims commission, right? And then once once you realize you've got to go before the claims commission, whether you're an attorney like uh, like us here today, or uh, just a citizen of the state of Arkansas, uh, go to that website first, right? I mean, there's a lot of the forms there. That's where I would start. Um, but I'll say this, uh, and Jeff and I have talked about it a lot over the years. Uh, you know, one of us has a case for claims commission. We'll kind of communicate with each other about what's going on. Uh, even for lawyers, it's kind of a foreign alien process. Uh, and so I think for your average Arkansan, uh, you know, the rules are just really different and it's pretty tedious as far as getting the claim filed and the information that's needed. Um, so yeah, it, it can be tough, but again, Catherine Irving, and her staff do a great job. Uh, they can provide a lot of information. My experience is they're more willing to handhold uh, and help citizens get get their claims filed than maybe a circuit clerk's office. Has that been your experience, Jeff? That's right. And, and, and for one example, like what Carter's talking about, one of the one of the special rules over there is insurance. Is that if if you've been wrong, you have to exhaust all of your insurance, whether it be uninsured coverage, property damage, health insurance, you have to exhaust all of that before you can even get to the claims commission. And so, I mean, I mean, that's just one example of why it's, I think it's better to have counsel so that they can, you know, you can jump through those hoops uh, beforehand. Okay, perfect. So let's say in this case, we've, we've gone before the claims commission and it was denied and so we're appealing. What's the next step or how do we get to this subcommittee with the legislature? Well, kind of like court, you have to file your notice of appeal. And then, and let's be honest, all claims have to go through the subcommittee, whether the threshold is $15,000. If the, if the claims commission awards you less than $15,000, it can be paid directly and immediately from that state agency. Anything above $15,000 award has to be approved by the, the, the subcommittee. If you go to the claims commission and you get a zero and you feel like you, you, they, they were wrong, you want an appeal, it has to go to the subcommittee. So the subcommittee essentially has to approve everything. So let's say you're awarded 30000 It can go before them. Can they deny that and take it back down? And not only do you, can, you have to go before Right. And that's right. It, it's, it's, it's a little bit different than the, the court-to-court process because, yes, they can, they can award you more money, they can award you the same amount, or they can award you zero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you want to win that first round for the claims <laughs> commissioners. Um, but when you go back before that subcommittee, you're basically starting back over. Right. And I will say that, that in, and I know Carter's been through this process as well, that the, that the representatives, the senators and representatives that are on those subcommittees have been, are very open. I mean, they're not, I mean, they're, they're looking to, to make sure if there was a wrong, that they're going to make sure it got right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The one thing I do want to add to what Jeff said is, uh, just like with a, uh, a circuit court case before you go to the Court of Appeals or Arkansas Supreme Court, 
you'll make sure you've made your record right. And so, uh, before you have your hearing before the claims commission, you can submit a lot of documents to them. And again, the rules of evidence are somewhat loosely applied, but you want to go ahead and get all that stuff into the claims commissioners before you file your, your notice of appeal. I think what's different too about, you know, when you're in court, you have 12 jurors and you don't have contact with those jurors. Now, when you go before the claims commission, you can, if you know to possibly hire a lobbyist to help you with your claim, or you can text legislators while the claim is up, which is something that's kind of different than in the court. Well, yes and no, Stephanie. I mean, when you file it with the commissioners at the claims commission, you know, as lawyers, they're the fact finder and, and there is no communication whatsoever with them. They're looking at the evidence and they make their decision based on the evidence. Once it gets to the subcommittee, then yes, I think at times both the state agency and the and the claims representatives, such as lawyers, that uh, that some PR uh, public relations firms they can assist with that. Just so I mean, the legislatures are busy, mm -hmm. and to be able to help educate them on a claim, I think that's the most important process to help to educate them. So look, this is where citizen A got was done wrong, and this is why they deserve it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's exactly right, and 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 so uh, it is very different in that you're kind of reaching out to your potential jurors before your hearing. That feels a little strange to most lawyers, but um, I think as lawyers you have to look at it a little differently and say, well, look, this isn't a jury of twelve people, and this is the only case they're hearing that day, right? And you've got these. And not only are they have all the other claims that are on the subcommittee that day, they're dealing with all types of other legislation. And so uh, what you're basically doing is, I'm gonna call it priming the pump, right? You, you're just wanting to make sure that when your case is heard, uh, that they have some idea of what the case is about, even before you kind of step to the podium. That's been my experience. That's Do either of you all wanna tell us about one case in particular, if you're able to or touch on or, or give us that experience? Yeah. See, I, I, I do think a lot of some of the cases that we've seen or watched have been like prisoners or typically some that go in that, that feel like they've been wronged while they were in prison, whether property went missing or something happened to them. Um, but but there's other types of cases that go before. So if you all want to give us each, you know, whatever, whichever one you can talk about if you want to. Yeah, I'm going to I'm actually going to talk about a case that wasn't mine, but I went over to this uh, claims commission. This is pre pre pandemic. Uh, went over to the claims commission again it's it's open right it's open to the public if, if lawyers ever want to go if they have something before the claims commission i certainly recommend going and watching a hearing beforehand um, but i went and watched uh, a hearing uh, because i wanted to see there were a couple expert witnesses that i wanted to see testify um, and the lawyer who was the the, the claimant in that case uh, will, will remain nameless but i thought uh, he did a terrible job in presenting the case because the claims commissioners, right? Some, some of them are lawyers. Um, one of them's not. Um, but just like a jury, they need to be told a story, right? And so just because it's not as structured as trial with jury selection, opening statement, you still have to 
know what you're going after with the claims commissioners, right? And so I, I kind of knew what this case was about. I'd read a synopsis of it. I wanted to see these expert witnesses, but I came in and watched it and it was, it was just a terrible presentation. And so that's one of the big things I wanted to share today is with the claims commissioners and then also with the legislative subcommittee, you've got to know what your story is. You know, what is the story you're trying to tell? And I like the fact that it's a little more unstructured because that gives you more freedom to tell that story. Uh, but yeah, so in that particular case, it was a claim against RDOT. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was a highway case. Um, but if I had read a synopsis about it beforehand, I would have had no clue what the attorneys were talking about. They were just arguing about everything, but they weren't really presenting the case. And it was a significant case involving a, a, a brain injured individual. Uh, but yeah, you gotta gotta know what your story is going on. So yeah, I no, go ahead, Jeff. You're you're Carter, exactly right. And and Stephanie, you're right as well. It's it's not just uh, prisoner litigation. It's it's it can be uh, automobile accidents uh, under the law now. If you're successful on a Freedom of Information Act, you can go get attorney's fees in there. Um, you can apply for them. But then we, we represented a, a, a family of a gentleman who was uh, neglected at this Arkansas State Nursing Home, uh, Arkansas State Health Center. And we presented a claim against DHS. Uh, we had a hearing, we had experts, uh, and, and luckily for the family, they were they were awarded. We had uh, some money, we had to take it all the way through the subcommittee and continue to to advocate on behalf of our clients. But I'll tell you this, when I've been out at the subcommittee, I feel like the legislators really want to help people. I mean, this thing, and if, if, if you're, if the clients have been wrong, that they're willing, they're open, uh, and they're willing to, to help people, the citizens when they can. The one caveat to all this, and we haven't gotten this yet, is how long the process takes. And this is one of the biggest complaints that I've heard from clients is that, like a like court once you file your claim it can take a year uh maybe 18 months to get a hearing and to get an award and even after you get that award it has to you have to go through the, the subcommittee process but then it has to be part of an appropriations bill that's either passed at the fiscal or the general session and so when i tell my clients if we're going to pursue a case say look even if we're successful it could be three to four years before any money is obtained because of that process that's the biggest complaint that i've heard is that the processes can take so long. I don't guess I realized it took three to four years. Because mm -hmm. hmm. it would have to come up in the in the next session and then which is working on the budget for the following year. It, it has to be an appropriations bill. It's just like yeah. this last, two weeks ago. Right. During the last fiscal session, uh, the very the last day, they passed the appropriations bill for the claims that had been awarded last Gosh. year. Yeah. And so and, and it'll it, still take another year for those claims to be paid out. So because of the way the budget works. That's right. Okay. So you've both kind of hinted at it, but what do you wish people understood more about the claims commission process? Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a great question. So I think uh, if I'm talking to whether it's other lawyers in ATLA or just citizens of the state of Arkansas, the thing I, I think people need to know about the claims commission is that it is a completely different animal. Right. And, and Jeff just mentioned that it takes a long time to process these claims. Um, and I think that's, you know, where a, a skilled or experienced attorney can help, right, is to kind of navigate all that. But I think there are, um, I'm, I say that there are advantages because of the kind of the looseness of the rules. 
but those can also be pitfalls, right? You know, as lawyers, we've, we've tried cases before and you kind of know what the format is, what the procedures are. With the Claims Commission, a lot of that's not there. And so you've got to have kind of a, got to have a, a, a good game plan going into it. Uh, and so I think that's really important. One other point, um, Jeff was talking earlier about how you, you file your, your initial claim, right? And that it can take a long time. A lot, most of the time is spent, I'm going to call it the claims commission level, right? Working up your case. And then it takes a while to get a hearing before the claims commissioners, right? Certainly that legislative subcommittee part to the appropriations bill part, that takes time as well. But you're going to spend most of your time before the claims commission. Is that fair? That's fair. Yeah, absolutely. And to echo what Carter said, you know, if I had to tell somebody about, you know, but, you know, Catherine Irby in that process, they're outstanding. They're, they're willing to, they've helped people. They're really trying to, you know, to move the claims along. And, 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 but it is, it's a, it's a quasi administrative process. It's not, not going to court and you have to have a story and you have to be able to prove your damages and, and, you know, it just takes a little time, but I think it's a, it's a, at least we have that process. Uh, we don't have to, you know, the other section doesn't have to have that process. We do, and I, and I think we're all thankful for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from experience, I can tell you that uh, most cities are going to have immunity. Uh, the state has, you know, is willing to have this claims commission process, and so we're thankful for that. Uh, one other thing, and I, I maybe Jeff knows this answer. I, I don't. I know the claims commission. These claims commissioners are from all over the state, uh, and so I know that during the pandemic, they went to Zoom hearings. I'm not sure if they've returned to in-person hearings or not. Um, but uh, I, I think my experience was that the claims commissioners liked having those Zoom hearings uh, some of, because some of them didn't have to drive blue. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're having both. That's right. I think they're having both now. I, actually, I had one of the D last hearings uh, before before the pandemic. Um, but I think, yes, you're right, that they're kind of doing a little bit of both. Yeah. And... Uh, just a little bit on that. So I did, I did a hearing before the claims commissioners by Zoom. Um, and that is, again, for a practitioner, that's kind of a hybrid process. You know, it's, it's almost like, uh, it's almost like an appellate argument, but you've got to put all your evidence in, right? Uh, so it, it's, uh, I don't know if you want, what you want to call it, appellate argument or some type of opening where you're, you're doing opening and close at the same time. Uh, but there's a lot of freedom there, and so, like I said, you really got to figure out how you're gonna how you're gonna approach that. And, and another big difference we talked about rules is that you know typically in a court proceeding, you know whether you have insurance, health insurance, liability insurance, property, it's never talked about. You can't talk about it. here. It's front and center. They know, hey, health insurance is paid A, B, or C. That I had uh, uninsured motorist coverage or property damage coverage, or you know, and so that is talked about. A lot different than normal court, and so it's something that you really got to you got to show you know. So it's just all out there. All the cards. That's right. all <laughs> Everything's the cards, on the table. Right. All cards on the table. Yeah, and I think, and I'm going to add add two points to that. Um, particularly with the claims commissioners, and even maybe well, maybe more so with the legislators, you've got to show them, explain to them why your client hasn't gotten relief already. Right. You've got to say, look, they didn't have insurance or this part of the claim wasn't covered. Right. So you've got to you've got to explain that story. Uh, and then one kind of real world example that I want to make sure that everyone uh, you know, has some understanding of is 
like UAMS Hospital. And I don't know if Jeff's filed any claims against them before the, before the claims commission. <laughs> no, I have not. Uh, I think some of us are a little hesitant to do that because it's the statewide trauma center and, and Jeff and I both live in Little Rock. But a good example is UAMS because you, if, if you have a hospital negligence case against UAMS, your claim against UAMS has to go before the claims commission. But if any of the, if any of the doctors or any of the nurses have separate insurance, you've got to pursue that in circuit court, that, but, but you have to timely file your claim against UAMS and basically park it in the claims commission. They're going to hold that in abeyance until you resolve all your other claims against the nurses and doctors. And so I think that's kind of a, a real world example that is helpful for practitioners. A lot of people kind of see, well, I mean, these are my words, just didn't written anywhere in the claims commission stuff, but this is kind of a court of last resort, but, but you want to pay attention to your statute of limitations. Uh, I had a case that, uh, I think it was pending for the claims commission for eight years, but I still had to file it within my three year statute of limitations. And then it was held in abeyance for, for three or four years until all wow. of the action in the circuit court was resolved. So, so, so would you sometimes maybe go ahead and file one? just to get in within the time frame, does that I mean, you go ahead and file it, even though you may not eventually end up pursuing it, you would just go ahead and file it to make sure because of the time frame. Yeah. You want to preserve yeah. any cause of action you want to have. So yeah, you preserve it, run all your other traps. And then if, if, if you haven't been compensated fully or if you need to do something, it's, it's always there. Yeah. Like Jeff said, you run all your traps in circuit court, uh, for whatever reason, you know, if you're unsuccessful, you can't then come back later and file with the claims okay. commission. You've got to do all that within, if it's, you know, medical malpractice, you've got to do that within two years. If it's you know, just an injury case, it's got to be within three years. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's one thing that I, I uh, would certainly pass along. Right. And, and, and we've talked about filing claims and having hearings, but... Um, Agencies are able to resolve claims as well. I mean, I have settled claims once we've, you know, we've gone through the process, you know, gone through discovery, here's our damages, here's what we're claiming. Then the state agency has has agreed with me and said, okay, yeah, let's resolve this for for a dollar amount. And the commission blesses it, but it still has to be approved. But I mean, it's not just, it's not all adversarial. Uh, some state agencies that I've worked with on the other side of it, they're willing to acknowledge sometimes when mistakes happen so it's that's always a possibility as well yeah yeah that's, that's a good point yeah. a, lot, a lot of these even if they are going through the whole process of being blessed by the commissioners and going for the legislative subcommittee a lot of these can be kind of agreed uh agreed settlement yeah. perfect well thank you both for coming in today i can't think of any other questions and just explaining that process like i said i think a lot of people aren't aware that what it, what it is and that it's out there and that's where you go if you do have an issue with say RDOT or a state trooper or UAMS. I honestly wouldn't have even put those two together. So thank you both for coming in. And do you have any parting words of advice? We like to ask everybody that we have. It can be on anything. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not, well, I'll say this. Uh, and I've said it a couple of times, the, the claims commission process can be a little foreign. It can be a, a little alien even for an attorney. Um, I know that I got a lot of help from Jeff Preby, uh, you know, when I had questions about it. And so I would just say if, if, if you have questions about the claims commission process, feel free to give me 
a call or feel free to give Jeff a call. I'm volunteering. Him. <laughs> um, you know, once you've been through it, you have a little bit better understanding of it. We're happy to help anyone um, through the process. And likewise, you know, the commission itself is very helpful. If, if you're not comfortable calling a lawyer or, or that, call the, you know, the commission is very good. They have, they have a website that lays out their rules as well. But yeah, you know, my parting advice would be to always make sure you know what, the, what your rights are. Uh, and if, if you have to go through the commission process, it's a process, but it's, it's actually can be worthwhile as well for your clients. Uh, and, and one more tidbit here, um, Catherine Irby, who we've, we've spoken highly of, uh, today, um, did, did speak at the ATLA annual convention in 2021. Uh, and if you're wanting a recording of that, I'm sure you can contact yes. <laughs> Catherine did a great job of kind of walking through, I'm going to call it the mundane details of, of, you know, where the claims commission gets, uh, it's, it's statutory authorization, uh, and kind of laid out those claims processes. So I think that'd be a great resource as well. Going back and uh, checking the archives and watching Catherine's presentation to the Arkansas Trial Law Association. Perfect. And we Perfect. can put that contact information in the notes of the podcast. So Thank we won't awesome. take up any more of your time. We appreciate y'all coming in and explaining this to us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Katie. you guys learned as much in that episode as we did just talking to both Carter and Jeff. You know, the Claims Commission is something that most people don't know about, but when you need to know about it, it's really important to understand how it works. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I learned a wealth of knowledge and we'll put all of the links in the show notes so um, everyone has access to that information. Thanks so much for listening to Our Law, Our Take. We hope you had a great time. Don't forget to hit subscribe so that you'll be the first to hear all of our new episodes. We'll see you soon. Bye.